Welcome everyone and you're listening to Punchline, the show that brings you poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet. Now let's get started with this very special mini-series. Today's episode is airing on August 26th, 2020, and today is Women's Equality Day. So, happy Equality Day to all of my wonderful women out there. You guys are doing amazing things, and I'm very proud of you. And thank you for your support of the podcast as well. Continue listening. And today's episode is going to be the first part of a very special mini-series where I will be discussing feminism and intersectionality with feminism, race, class, etc. And I will also be introducing one of my guests in the second part of this mini-series who has started an amazing organization that is centered around education about feminism and women that we should know about that are not necessarily featured in our history books. So let's get started with today's programming. A little while ago, back in June of this year, Um, BuzzFeed asked black women of the BuzzFeed community about their experiences with the feminist movement and and how they felt excluded from it. So I chose 10 things that I thought were very profound that they said and shared, and I feel that you guys need to hear what they said as well. So let's get into the statements. The first one says, quote, Feminism doesn't recognize intersectionality and then asks why I, as a black woman, do not take up arms in the feminist movement. Yes, I am a feminist, but when I walk into the room, I am confronted first with my being black. So I'm sorry that making sure there are more women in leadership positions isn't a leading priority for me. It is important, no question, but what feminism fails to realize is my sense of womanhood is intertwined with my black identity. I can't address the injustices I've experienced as a woman without addressing the injustices I've experienced as a black person, end quote. Well, that was a lot, first of all, but I think that was very profound and relatable in a way because it goes the same for me and I can only imagine that other black women feel this way as well or just other women of color feel that feminism is intersectional with how they identify with in terms of a racial group or of a minority, an ethnicity, a nationality, it ties into everything. And when I walk into the room, two things that people will notice first just off of aesthetics is the fact that I'm a young woman and my skin tone. So, and obviously, you know, if I decide to wear my natural curls out, then they'll notice that too. And you can't really ignore it, right? So I think that those are two things that I have to deal with whenever I'm out in public and even just on social media or even with this podcast, everything. People see who I am, they know who I am, and they can make assumptions based off of that. And we have to try to dismantle the stigma, negative stereotypes that are associated with being a minority within a minority. Another woman said, quote, black women are sidelined in movements they've started. Quote, black women are continuously put to the side in whatever civil rights movement that they're a part of, despite being the main supporters, storytellers, and innovators of those movements. End quote. I think 
that is something that we can see today, especially with all of the protests going on and the rise in social justice and advocacy, especially in online spaces. Many people feel that they can just post things that other people have made or put a few quotes on their page and put a black square or a black screen or some other form of social justice advocacy or activism online and they think that that is enough but in reality the important thing is is to not take up space away from people who need to be heard so that's covering up storytellers and muffling voices that are marginalized already enough um, just because of how our society is today why try to cover it up even more with people bombarding their social media pages thinking that they're helping which in 95% of the time it is very helpful to spread the word but give space to those who need a stage to speak as well and pass on the microphone once you're done talking a third quote that stuck out to me was the disparity in mental health is ignored. The disparity in mental health can be crushing. Black women are seen as strong, so their feelings and needs in terms of mental health are barely considered. It's something that seems like a compliment, but really it isn't. Yes, I'm strong, but I have moments of weakness and hurting and vulnerability, just like any other human. But when I show that, I know it makes others feel uncomfortable. And having been in therapy, with therapists, I think that sometimes it seems like they give more pity than actual understanding and constructive plans of action. It's all kind of a mess, end quote. That is also another bold statement. The mental health issues that we face as a society, it needs to include everyone who is hurting. We cannot assume that people are just naturally built strong mentally or physically. We need to... Assume that when people are reaching out for help that they actually need it and we need to encourage more people to ask for help whenever they need it and we need to especially within the black community mental health is often taboo or even just other minorities especially mental health is also taboo you see it in countries around the world mental health is often a topic that is not spoken of at the dinner table and kids often feel that they have nowhere to go and they have no one to talk to so it's important that everyone is included in the mental health discussion another one is healthcare disparities specifically regarding childbirth aren't addressed this woman said quote there's yet to be an honest discussion as to why black women die during childbirth it is so incredibly hard to plan a future if you know that having kids means that you might not live to watch them grow up. One woman said, quote, black women are boxed out of professional opportunities. I work in tech, and even though it's male-dominated, white women tend to help each other with opportunities in the name of feminism. Meanwhile, women of color are usually excluded. Unless you're the token, then they bring you into their club. End quote. That is another reality that a lot of women of color have to deal with today. Um, well, one, they are women, but also they are women of color on top of that. So it can be even harder for them to elevate their careers and 
get opportunities to network and make connections in order to help build their enterprises or whatever it is that they're working on. So this is another issue that people need to consider. While all types of women are discriminated against in the workplace, this leads into number six, which is short and sweet, but it is very, very bold. So this woman was definitely spot on with this statement. She said, quote, feminists, 77 cents to the dollar, protest signs don't acknowledge black women. The 77 cents to the dollar protest signs always infuriate me. It's 63 cents for us, end quote. That is a true fact that if you look at the average salary of people in the same job and then you isolate that and then you isolate it by gender and you compare it with men versus women and then you look at race but if you're a woman and a woman of color on top of that then oftentimes you are paid even less for the same work same hours same job same place everything and that leads us into number seven Another woman said, quote, feminism perpetuates Eurocentric beauty standards. She also said, quote, the most immediate way I feel excluded is through beauty standards. The feminist movement still largely embraces Eurocentric beauty. There is very little interest in understanding alternative beauty standards, and even when there are, they are performative and still center the ultimate goal of beauty as Eurocentric, end quote. That is, that is true. Beauty standards, I think, are pointless because, well, people in general are just beautiful. No matter what color, no matter how do you identify, it doesn't matter. People are just beautiful just being themselves. So that is something else to notice. Number eight, another statement was, quote, empowering movies and TV shows are geared only towards certain types of women. I want to see more shows about black women taking the world by storm without another woman alongside them. I've seen the stories of women fighting the man and I now want to see more by POC women to take the lead, end quote. Representation on the screen matters. That's all I really have to say about that. Sure, I love TV shows with all kinds of different actors, actresses, etc. But we could always use more diversity in the shows and movies that we watch. Number nine said, quote, Some feminists only care about causes that affect them personally. I felt excluded when I'd see my friends going to women's rights protests a few years ago. But when I asked them to go to a racial disparities protest, they always have something else to do, end quote. And lastly, feminism has failed to amplify and support the voices of black women. That is another statement. So privilege in feminism is all too real. Women in general are presented as hysterical and overly emotional. True. But when 
Certain types of women with privilege make demands she is supported, even if the demands are hard-earned. My demands as a black woman are seen as threatening or aggressive. All women need to understand the role that race has in the women's movement and work to amplify BIPOC voices in the women's feminist movement and beyond. End quote. And that is number 10 for a wrap on the statements. And all I have to say is, well, snaps for that. Because... A lot of that is relatable to women of color everywhere out there. And as today is Women's Equality Day, that means that the women's movement should be for all types of women everywhere of different shades, of different shapes, different sizes, different backgrounds, different family dynamics, different livelihoods, classes, incomes, doesn't matter, just all women then because activism cannot be selective, otherwise it's pointless. It's not even activism at this point. If you're only geared towards one demographic of people, it needs to center around a more general sense of a bigger picture and more people need to be included, more people need to be heard and justified and their voices need to be amplified. So I can definitely agree with um, all of these points. These are valid points and they are personal statements from other women out there who have personal experiences. So I will just say that none of these experiences are actually my own. None of these statements are my own. They are from BuzzFeed's um, interview that they conducted with black women in the BuzzFeed um, professional community. So black women who work for BuzzFeed, they just did a whole interview series. There are more statements if you want to check out the BuzzFeed website to look at them all and see what they said. But also, um, I would highly recommend that you listen to other voices out there and you avidly and actively search for different voices to listen to whenever different issues of injustice come up out of the blue so you're not just looking at the same instagram account for information and that one instagram account is where you get all of your information look outside of that and broaden your horizons listen to new perspectives and try to get a better understanding of different things if you are not very knowledgeable about a certain topic or you're just curious and what better way to feed that curiosity than to give it more information from different places and diversify um, your ability to replenish that hunger for information. Now, as today is Women's Equality Day, and this is the first part of a two-part mini-series about feminism and intersectionality, race, class, everything, I'm very excited to introduce to you my guest in the second part of this two-episode mini-series about the women's movement and some history as well, just going through the interview. It was great talking to her, so I really hope you check that out. And with all that being said, it looks like you beat me to the punchline. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet, and thanks for tuning in to another amazing 
heartwarming, heartfelt, and really bold personal episode of Punchline with Hannah Flores, the poet. Um, you know, already know that the show is streaming on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, everything that you can think of. It is literally everywhere. Thank you so much for your support. And I'm glad that you will be able to enjoy all of the episodes that I put out every single week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a really great day and happy Women's Equality Day. Go us. <laughs>